The Gold Axe, a piece of Latvian folklore, read from sacredtexts.com. Originally published in 1928 in the book Wonder Tales from Baltic Wizards by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Glitter, shine, shine, glitter. Listen to the wizard with the yellow eyeballs and green hair. Once upon a time in a farmhouse, a young maiden sat spinning by the light of a burning pine splinter. The farmer's wife and her daughter, the farmer had been dead for three years now, were already asleep, for they were very lazy and liked to play the grand lady. They always put off all the household tasks on the maiden, who from sunup to midnight had to keep her hands busy without ever satisfying those who provided her with bread. If she did anything well and carefully, it was always, what of it? Bestir yourself and finish the rest. And with the very least fault, it was reprimands and blows. What was there to do? Ilsa, for that was the maiden's name, had no parents and was poor. So she had to endure both the bad and the good. And there was a special reason why this was so hard. The neighbor's son, a brave, handsome lad, would have her for his wife, if his parents were not so against it. They didn't think it was fitting that the heir to a farm should woo a poor girl, and that instead he should bring home a farmer's daughter. And that farmer's daughter was already chosen, no other than the daughter of the maiden's mistress. And the wedding was to take place at Easter. Ilsa loved the good Hans with all her heart, but she had to shut away her feelings in her breast from the eyes and ears of the world, she was, yes, a poor orphan, so who cared to ask after her weal or woe? So Ilsa sat brooding at the spinning wheel, while the icy north wind howled and raged around the house, and whirled the flocks of snowflakes against its walls. Many bitter tears fell on the flax. Many heavy sighs ascended to the low smoke-blackened rafters, till from the sighs and tears there was formed a sad, complaining little song. See, the sun is hurrying on. Let me to the shadows flee. Little mother can no more in the sunshine lead poor me. Wait, oh wait, thou hurrying sun, to my words, oh listen, hear. Take a thousand greetings sweet to my little mother dear. Low sets the sun so very low, little mother's far away. I cannot overtake the sun, nor words to little mother say. The hoarse voice of the mistress growled from her room, To the evil one with your sing-song. The daughter then began to scold, If you will complain, go outside and howl to the north wind. And so then Ilsa was silent and tried to spin on, but her eyes and hands refused their service. Tired, she leaned her blonde golden head against the hard wall, and closed her eyes. The pine splinter had burned down and gone out, and it was dark in the room. Outside, the north wind howled and raged. It was about six o'clock in the morning when the maiden was startled out of her sleep by a soft knocking at the window. She grabbed her coat and stepped outside, but in the darkness of the winter morning could see no one. Just then, a trembling voice like an old beggar's fell on her ear. Pity me, dear maiden, 
a lost, hungry, nigh-frozen old man. Ilsa thought for a moment. She knew well that her mistress never gave anything to a beggar, but chased any beggar from the house with insults and jeering. But she and her daughter were sleeping now, and would certainly not get up until seven o'clock. Come with me to the cow stable, old man, Ilsa said compassionately. There you may warm yourself, and I will give you some bread and milk. So she led the benumbed old man into the stable, let him sit down on an overturned bucket, and milked some milk into a bowl. Then she fetched from the house a bit of bread, which the night before, in her great sorrow, she had not been able to eat. The beggar refreshed himself and warmed himself the best he was able. Receive my thanks for your pity and charity. I am not he for whom you take me. Who I am, however, is not necessary for you to learn. But this I may say, I know you and all that your heart thinks and feels, and I want you to be happy. So listen now to these words. Have you ever heard of Lowski's? and his golden axe? Ilsa said, No. Lauskies is a spirit of the cold who, when the frost is strong, goes about cracking the earth with his gold axe. If a young and innocent maiden at midnight, just before the first and twelfth stroke of the hour, runs three times around the house, it comes about that Lauskies, the frost spirit, loses his axe. This axe is fashioned out of rich, heavy gold, and whoever finds it will receive for it many thousands of gold pieces. But only innocence, courage, and swiftness can win it. So spoke the old man. Ilsa gazed on him in wonderment, but where was he? The bucket upon which he was sitting was empty. He vanished before her very eyes, and the dull light of dawn showed no trace of him. The young girl involuntarily said a short prayer and went back thoughtfully to the house. There was the mistress already awake, and the everyday misery began again, and so the winter passed away. The stormy January was followed by a bitter cold February. At night the earth cracked and the ice burst on the pond. One morning the mistress and her daughter went into the city to buy a few trinkets for the upcoming wedding. They were not to return until the next afternoon, and Ilsa was left all alone in the house. That evening while she was spinning, the half-forgotten tale of the strange old man came back to her, and the longer she thought of his words, the greater grew in her an irresistible desire to run a race with the Lowskis. The hours until midnight went by like a dream, and just as the old wall clock in the mistress's room struck twelve, the maiden rushed out and hurried like the wind three times around the house. When she completed her third lap, there came such a fearful crash. House, stable, and corn crib trembled and began to rock to and fro. Ilsa could scarcely keep herself upright by holding on to the doorposts. But soon this was all over. The moon shone out sharp and clear, as it does only in the Northland winter and it shone on a magnificent golden axe lying directly at Ilse's feet. That Easter the neighbors celebrated the wedding of Hans, not to the daughter of the farmer's wife, of course, but to the long-despised maiden, the poor orphan, 
who was now the richest girl in the land. As the years passed, the pair lived happily and contented, and if they are not dead, they are living so today.